My name is Reverend Jodie Stoll. Over the lockdown period, I was in one of the few million households who were required to shield because I live with someone who is clinically extremely vulnerable. On the 1st of August, the shielding programme ended or paused, but we were no less vulnerable. So we, along with those other millions of people, had to begin to figure out what it meant to live as a CEV household in a world where COVID-19 is here to stay. The way that I see the world and make sense of my faith in it is now fundamentally impacted by this experience. And so this is my podcast, Shielded. You're very welcome here. So welcome back to this podcast. I've had a break over the summer and had a bit of a reshuffle as to what this podcast looks like, or rather sounds like. It was great to ponder the daily readings with you during the weird times of lockdown, but here we all are in a new season. So over the next six weeks, there will be a new podcast every Friday, and I'll be thinking about a few different topics and inviting some friends to share their thoughts on these subjects too. These six weeks are going to be shaped by the ideas around what it means to be vulnerable and what that means for life, faith and well-being. So today we're looking directly at vulnerability. The Christian faith can too often be shaped by a kind of triumphalistic alpha male victorious language which has little place for seeing vulnerability as a good thing or even a gift which might not just be accepted but chosen. A way of life which has something to offer in the life that we have with God. I wonder if this has something to do with the images that we hold of who God is and what God is like. Sometimes our images of God get a bit mixed up with other images that have little to do with the God who is described in scripture. If our image of God is more Chris Hemsworth's Thor, all battle-worthy and hammer-wieldy, then vulnerability is probably not the top of our description of what God is like. But if Jesus as a baby, or Jesus on the cross, the entry and exit of our God on this planet, is our primary image of what God is like, then surely vulnerability is staring us in the face, quite literally. When I was doing my training for ordination, I felt really vulnerable. I didn't really fit. And I began to question whether I was fit for this ordained life. I never questioned my calling, but rather whether I was going to be able to cut it. It seemed that to be ordained, you need to be tough, desensitised to rough speak or any wounding which may come your way. All the messages I was receiving about this life was to grow a thicker skin. I was too fragile. But this was where I decided to embrace my vulnerability and the beautiful things that come from choosing to live a vulnerable life. Long before the idea of clinically extreme vulnerability became part of my vocabulary. 
If Jesus' vulnerability was a sign of God in this world, then maybe mine can too. And uh, during this time of ordination training, I was given a kind of symbol for my vulnerability. The story of how I was given that is for another time, but the symbol is the dragonfly. The dragonfly delights us, doesn't it? It's kind of this insect which causes us to pause in conversation, not in a screaming, running away kind of pause like wasps or spiders, but as people declare, oh, look, a dragonfly. It's beautiful. It draws our attention. But it's delicate and fragile, short-lived and vulnerable to all kinds of predators. The dragonfly, along with the butterfly, is often used as a symbol of transformation. And in the Christian life, this is all about us being transformed to become more like Christ, which is the goal. This transformation can often be mistaken for a transformation into something more robust, stronger, with a thicker skin, kind of like Superman with sandals. But the symbol of the dragonfly tells us that transformation makes us more capable of being wounded, which is the definition of vulnerability. We gain a skill in having a thin skin. I'm still being transformed in this way. <laughs> I find myself retreating into the thick skin and hiding behind my defence walls all the time. But I do want to choose this vulnerable life. So my guest today is Katie Tupling. Katie was a priest for 16 years before becoming a part-time disability advisor in the Diocese of Oxford. She's co-founder of the online community Disability and Jesus, which is a user-led task group seeking to explore and embody a robust theology of disability and discipleship. And here's what Katie has to say about vulnerability. What does it mean to be vulnerable? According to the dictionary, it is to be exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically, economically, socially, or emotionally. And I would add, spiritually. It can also indicate a need for care, support, or protection, someone to be ministered to rather than receive ministry from. To become vulnerable because of another person's actions and attitudes can lead to becoming a victim of injustice and discrimination. Disabled people are often portrayed as vulnerable. People in need of charity, of support, of protection. Disability is seen as an affliction to be born and the disabled people viewed as of little value to wider society. To be vulnerable, therefore, is to be dispensable. As a disabled child, teenager and young adult, I avoided vulnerability in myself and in others. I understood that to be accepted, to be valuable, to be human, was to be tough, resilient. Don't let them see you cry, even better, don't cry. To live by the mantra, try, try and try again. 
If people asked about my cerebral palsy, I would just laugh it off and play it down. Don't mention the pain and the problems, the indignity of physio, the failure of surgery, the scars, which must not be on show. The root of the word vulnerable is the word wound. So to be vulnerable is to be capable of being wounded, not a fortress, not barricaded in, not safely protected, capable of being wounded. You might say a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. What if we were to choose that kind of vulnerability? A way of being vulnerable in community and church life, which allowed us to take a risk, allowing others to come close, allowing them to shape us as we would wish to shape them, and in doing so, learn more what it is to be fully human. A vulnerability that allows us to feel compassion and empathy. A vulnerability which gives permission for dialogue and discovery. A vulnerability like the one Jesus models. Sharing food together. Sharing conversation together. Sharing fears together. Sharing understanding together sharing life together, risking rejection, risking being misunderstood, risking challenge, discovering our humanity in our relationships with each other, risking everything to gain the world. Jesus is vulnerable when he refuses the offers of success and nourishment after 40 days in the wilderness a reaction to temptation and power. Jesus is vulnerable when he turns the tables over in the temple courts, a reaction to injustice. Jesus is vulnerable when he calls the religious leaders a group of vipers, a reaction to their lack of integrity. Jesus is vulnerable when he weeps at Lazarus's grave, a reaction to grief. Jesus is vulnerable when he prays desperately in the Garden of Gethsemane, a reaction to fear. And so I am gradually allowing myself to be vulnerable, to say no to the easy laugh and self-depreciation, to say no to injustice and prejudice, to say no to assumptions and discrimination, to weep when it hurts, to sigh when there is only fear, to show my scars, to laugh. To be vulnerable is to have a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Hearts of flesh indeed. So I was pondering which bit of the Bible to read, uh, which best reflected for me this idea of vulnerability. And it was the image of Jesus on the cross that came to mind. So here is Psalm 22, verses 1 to 15. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me, from the words of my groaning? O oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted, 
They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me, they shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord, let him deliver. Let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircle me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. It's tough stuff, this psalm. The psalm which Jesus recalls when he is at his most vulnerable. When he has chosen to be wounded. Not a play act. Not going through a performance. But real human frailty. We are called to choose vulnerability because Jesus chose it. And in this way, along this way, is life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do let others know about it and listen on Fridays for new episodes, which you can get from Anchor or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, among other platforms. Go well into your day, and may you come again soon to these doors.